0: Welcome to the latest episode of Betfair's Racing Only Better podcast, live from California, coming your way from Santa Anita. That's where I am, but the boys, as always, are in their little locations back at home. Dan Barber, Daryl Carter, and Tony Calvin join me on this episode of Racing Only Better. Uh, Before we get any... Further sportsbook offers across this weekend on horse racing. Go and check out the website, it shows description, etc., etc. For all of them. Do gamble responsibly though, please. And before we get into talking all things weather, by the way, it's 28 degrees here, blue skies, and like I'm tanning every day. Uh, but before we get into the weather at home, Daryl needs to check in with you because, of course, Betfair released the first episode of coaching Carter this week which is what we filmed down at Paul Nichols's yard a couple of weeks ago we spoke about it on the pod and we had so much fun with it and credit to the Betfair team it's come out better than even I thought it would I knew it would be a good piece of content but I really enjoyed watching it back
1: yeah they put it together really well I'm really chuffed with it um, overwhelmed but with the response as well I think it's just like it's just been very humbling so thank you to everybody that's taken the time to watch it you can check it out on the YouTube channel Um It was a really good day, wasn't it? Really good day. It
0: was a great day. It's come out as what I think is an interesting piece of content, but also with a really fun spin on it. And as Daryl said, please do go and check it out. It's on the Betfair's YouTube channel, and there's there's loads of clips on Betfair's um, Twitter handle, loads of pieces around, basically, of content. So please do tune in to the first episode of Coaching Carter. But that's all the spiel out the way. Shall we do a quick weather check-in? Let's go straight to TC for that. I've obviously joked about the weather here. Glorious. We are going to be covering a few Breeders' Cup notes, but of course, main focus is of Weatherby and Ascot. And how bad is the weather over there? TC, give us a very quick going update, please.
2: Uh, Weatherby is currently soft, but I think they might be in some trouble uh, if they get okay. the, the worst end of the forecast. They, they're calling it soft, even though there's standing water in places on parts of the track and they, the drainage ditch is apparently full. So if they get any more rain from here on in, which they are forecast to do, they uh, might be in a little bit of trouble on Saturday. Ascot had 15 mil from midnight to 5am. Um, and it looks like it's just started raining again there. Now they've had 2.6 mil in the last hour. Uh, they're calling it soft on the chase course, soft uh, heavy in places on the hurdles course and the, the going stick on the hurdles course at Ascot suggests it's heavy already. So they don't want any much more much more rain at either track.
0: Okay, very depressing. Sounds the weather there is not worth something to come home for. Um let's do a little bit of a breeders' cup check-in, obviously ITV showing the breeders' cup loads of racing on ITV over the weekend and of course lots of european interest specifically on the saturday in obviously the turf race um, mainly the fillies and mares as well it's been amazing being out here like great european contingent probably not the strongest team it doesn't feel that we've had over here in recent times like predominantly due to you know charlie alfie's lack of it, those group 1 horses um but yeah, what what notes from the track? It's all aboard Mastadath. There's a lot of Mastadath chat out here. Everyone very positive about him. He looks like the ultimate professional. I've been on the out there in the mornings a couple of times. And, you know, he, as you would expect, as a well-traveled international horse. He's just taken to it seemingly like a duck to water. And there's just a lot of positive chat around Mastodaf. Um, But as there is also about Auguste Rodin, Mastadath would be the big positive in that. Uh, with the juveniles, like the River Tiber unquestionable sort of dilemma for Ryan as it's being pitched and he going with River Tiber, TC, you'll be able to flesh out a bit of his his views on his chances, but specifically that race is definitely the juvenile turf is gaining quite a lot of interest because of those two O'Brien horses, TC.
2: Yeah, um, Ryan's column for both days is up on... Betting.betfair, so go and check that out. Uh very keen on River Tiber. Um he was also very keen on Warm Heart on August Rowdown on the Saturday, which is pretty much what you'd expect. But uh, no, I, I do think he likes River Tiber from, from what he was saying. Um yeah, I mean, it's quite local. I mean, it's got there's five races in ITB on Friday and nine races on Saturday. So it's wall to wall, you know coverage on on itv it's not a race it's not a meeting that i've I've bet out of recent years i think if you dip into anything once a year you're just asking for failure aren't you and so um, but yeah from i don't know how big a deal it is over here um but one thing i did see over there is there's been quite a lot of scratches and obviously there there was a there was a a fatality wasn't there A, a track work what are they very very hot on as they are in Australia, or on if you're not 100% passing the VET?
0: Yeah, basically, um, I mean, it's probably one for Wade in. Uh, we've got to get through the tips today, but it has been really interesting. Essentially, the VETs are just like, I mean, it's com- like we're in California. It's complete. I was going to say it's overkill. It's it's like the vets monitor these horses every single like step stride waking minute I had some very interesting intel from adam west in regards to living the dream he said like literally he feels like half of the battle is going to be getting the horse to the starting gate in terms of the rigorous vet checks he's having to go through um and i think you know for the Crisford horse that got scratched like he seems fine i don't know the vet you know the word is that you know he took like one bad stride step whatever it was and out he's he's been asked to go. They're they're very rigorous and you'd expect that, but there have been fatalities, there has been you know incidents and they're they're basically just red hot would be an understatement. But again, probably one for Wade in one of the American angles that is being well touted is the three horses to do their double. So good night Olive in the Phillies and Mayor's sprints, follow-up from her win, um, then you've got Elite Power in the Sprint and Cody's Wish in the mile. Um, no, Cody's Wish in yeah in the dirt mile. So those three horses to back up their wins from the meeting last year as an angle people are touting. But anyway, enough of the Breeders' Cup because of course we want to focus in on the jumps action jumps all the way and that means that we can bring in dan barber because he's been very quiet thus far dan we're kicking off with weatherby i think should we start with weatherby over ascot it might not be on but let's do that um we'll bring you in danny being very quiet i hope you're well but let's kick yeah, off with some all good. Tips. the 115 at weatherby is your handicap chase it's the first race on itv on saturday of course the big race to come and got a small field, but we'll talk about that in due course. Cruise control is your favourite here currently at seven to two. The drawn in there at nine to two. Um, those are your top two currently in the market. And those is where the market focus is. Did you have a strong view in this race, essentially?
3: It just looks really open. My two, like I and Kalini did really well towards the back end. I can see him winning more races this season. But I had it down to two angles. One of them was Ladron trying to win the race for the second year in a row because the heavier the ground at this trip, the better for him because it's a bare minimum. Um, I remember making the miss of all the places to go last Halloween weekend. I went to Whitby, which is known for its history of vampires and Dracula. Yeah. And in between packed streets and rubbish phone signal, I kept tuning in to watch bad beats from Racing Only Better tips like Samarive falling and um, I recall a day a carjack um, carjacking it in as usual um, <laughs> and getting chinned late on. that. And Ladron's just a thorough stare at the distance and he pulled that out of the fire. I rec- He has one here first time out as well. It wouldn't be hard to MO, I don't think, to have them ready as a rule, but this horse has got previous, and I'd be very surprised if from a, a mark that's edged down, they haven't got him prime for this. And my second out, uh, I'd say maybe first out, is the Edgar Wallace at the top, dropping mm-hmm. in chunks, down to one, two, three. It's just a classic Bailey profile. He started the season in really good nick, reappearance winners, left, right and centre, and the Edgar Wallace was runner-up, beating a fair distance off a much higher mark, first time out last season. He's the classic Bayley and bass horse who wants to be and forcefully. kept up to his work and encouraged, and he'll keep digging for you. Yeah? But it's Gavin Sheehan who takes the ride for the first time on Saturday because bass is elsewhere, but I'm not going to let that put me off. Wind up, bound to be fresh and well, and a handicapped mark that's very tempting. And he's in his worst race he's ever running, wor- easily the weakest chase ever running.
0: You've took two horses in here who are having their first run back off a wind operation. So you're, ho- you're hoping for the, for the bounce back to form for both of them. Wind are problems. T-C- wind problems. Nobody likes wind problems, do they, TC?
2: Nope. Nope. Nobody likes that. Um, firstly, I saw when I did this race, I did a pace map. Nine of these like to go forward. Now, one of those is cruise control. And we should mention that he's the 7-2 to favourite in here. Uh, and there's going to be a rule four because apparently his first preference is at Ascot. Yeah, um, it so it's going to be a, a fair rule four. I couldn't find it's on the racing post up. I couldn't find on the BHA site anywhere. But um, it sounds like so it's going to be a going to be a, a big rule four. Um, that's the first thing to say. Sportsbook are playing four places. I didn't think I was going to have a bet in the race, uh, and I definitely think I wasn't going to put up one that, that does like to force the pace. But I thought the Paddy Pie was far too big at twenty fives. Was well beaten third in this race last year, but he's got good course form. He's down to a a career low mark of 107. Um, Soft ground. This course is okay for him. I know he's a 10-year-old now, but I think the handicap mark is getting generous. And the reason why I'm siding with him, I went back and had a look at that Warwick reappearance run a couple of times, and I don't think he was overly busy there. He has made all at this course, and he has made all at Newcastle before, but he has run well with restraint before. So, Hopefully, the, the Jockey that acknowledge the, the the pace map and, and maybe take a pull if needs be. But I thought the Paddy Pie, 25 Tom of the Sportsbook, which is the best price around, uh, I thought that was far too big. So I'm backing the Paddy Pie at twenty-fives.
0: Daryl, do you want to throw anyone else into the mix? Did you find a bet to have in this race or not?
1: I didn't have an overly strong opinion, to be honest, but the, the horse I was going yeah. to mention was the Paddy Pie. Uh, the same as tony ah. yeah i i, I thought there was a bit more in that um return run than he had shown in his previous couple of starts obviously likes here the last time he was here at weatherby he was rated right 119 he was a very good winner on boxing day 2022 off 114 in a, in a much stronger race than this i thought it was a good step forward back in the right direction and as tony said he wasn't overly hard done by in the finish so look, like, he loves the course um there's plenty to like about him for such a big price, and he's come right down the handicap to 107. So I think he'll be going close um if he sees it out in this in this deep ground.
0: Okay. Well, Daryl, we will stick with you and move on then to the mayor's hurdle. The listed <laughs> race over the two miles. We see Lucia make her comeback here for Henderson Yard. She's six to four at the top of the market. Katira's in there, nine to four, next best. Also making her comeback. You wear it well, the Chantal Festival winner at three to one. Those are currently your top three in the market and very close between them. Um, all of them coming here, Daryl, for their their reappearance, their restart, as we'll have so much of for the national hunt season. But how are you unpicking this race? What are you expecting of these mares? Yeah,
1: I'm expecting good things. I think they've got the wrong favorite though, in in Lucia. Um, I'm surprised he's not gonna go for the great or something like that of 136. Um, <clears throat> but it's the angle basically is, is is on the speed figures that these three did at Ancourt at the back end of last season, and Katira was just off the charts. Really, it was a very very strong race when she ran behind Irish Points um, in in the Grade One there. Now she might have been slightly flattered by a by a racing position, but her three out to the line finish time was was electric. Really, um, Lucia and um, Lucia ran on the the day before uh over two miles katira ran over two and a half miles and it was just i know there were different days but like there was enough to be to to get a comparison in there just nowhere near like if one was the friday it's the wettest i've ever been at racing i remember that much jesus christ yeah but i like (laughs) like, even taking into account all the races over the entire two days like it was like i had to do it two or three times because i couldn't get my head around it but katira just is just so progressive she, she's, a, she's a lovely horse I think she's going to get a real like she can go from the front or she can be held up I think she'll probably be held up given that uh, Stainsbury Girls in here and, and You Wear It Well probably going to be forcing the pace along I think they'll go a good clip and I think she's I think she's a real real nice horse she's getting weight from both You Wear It Well and Lucia she's a horse uh, going the right way I don't think we've seen anywhere near the best of her yet so uh, I'd be surprised if she didn't go off favourite although I understand Lucia is, is popular with a lot of people Lucia probably wasn't as good as she was when she ran first time out at Newbury last year um, throughout the rest of the season. But she's got a little bit to prove for me now. She didn't really kick on. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Katira for me, definitely. Strong bet, that will be.
0: TC, would you agree that um Daryl thinks we've got the wrong favourite in Lecce?
2: Wouldn't have a strong opinion about the top end of the market. I think you can make a case for all three of them. I put up Stainsby Girl on Tuesday at 14s. On the basis that I thought it'd be very bad ground, which is looks like being. And I thought maybe Katira maybe Lucia might not uh, might not turn up. But um they have, so I've gone off for a bit. I mean, she's about half the price now as well. But I think form-wise, I think with a Newcastle handicap win off 133 in a really good time, and loads of horses have come out on from that. I think that form is probably as good as any in here. I know there's a bit of snobbery that, you know, all the other horses may be coming grade two, grade one company, but it was was a strong handicap and won it really well. But the the issue is they've all all the big guns have turned up. Um, Two of those are pace angles against Stainsby Girl, which pisses me off a bit. And also Kit Alexander can't claim his usual five pounds. I wouldn't have a clue how good he is. But uh, obviously he knows the horse well, but obviously that's a that's a negative as well. But hopefully, because I've already ba- I've already backed the horse early in the week and I wouldn't press up because uh like I said, because there are things against it now. But I, I think if a horse is gonna flourish in the in the conditions, if they do worsen, it's stainsby girl. Um seven runs on heavy ground, three wins, three seconds. Um
0: loves that. Right.
2: Stays go yeah. And eight isn't a bad price if you if you shop around. But I'm not pressing up. I've, I've had my better of the week, and I'll stick with it.
0: Okay, Dan, are you with the top end of the market or elsewhere?
3: I wouldn't want to about Lucia on bottomless ground. Flatbread, strong traveller. She wouldn't be for me. Whether I'd lay her and just have the other three running for me. But it's one of those races I can't have a strong view because literally the other three I can all make cases for them. You wear it well. She's a I think she will be very well equipped to cope with these sort of conditions because she finds plenty, really genuine. Um I struggle to see it being a war. I can't imagine Kit Alexander would want to really get embroiled with a rider of Sheehan's experience if that's the way he wants to ride her. But that that again was the concern for me. I thought she was really interesting. Daryl mentioned Lucia being rated in the mid 130s Stainsby girls one off one three three. And he's getting two pounds of Lucia. Doesn't have the same scope for improvement, obviously. But Nick Alexander's had winners this autumn. And it's just the fact he's unable to claim. It makes you half wonder if there are other targets. But this would seem a very suitable one because you're going to get conditions and it might just be a bit of family loyalty. I hope it comes off for them.
0: Okay, Dan, I'm going to stick with you for the Bet365 hurdle, which we'll move on to next, the grade two over the three miles. And some old favourites in here. Time Hill. It's currently at the top of the market, at fifteen to eight. Dashiell Drasher in there at five to two. Botox has at nine to two. J. Law at sixes. Uh, all horses we know plenty about Dan, and yeah. all horses coming here making their start for the season. So, which of them and throw Red Risk in there as well for, um, Nichols Yard? Which of them is going to be best equipped for this on heavy uh, ground, three miles well, heavy
3: ground? Uh, we we're not doing naps yet, but. I'm categor well, I'll list it at the end. It's gonna be a bit obvious now, but I'm categorically behind the bottom horse time hill. Um, and I would have him much more like six to four. I mean, Dash did absolutely nothing wrong last season, good record fresh, you know, such a dependable horse, blasts out, gets closed down, still keeps digging and digging, but he's rising eleven now. He's coming into it on the back of a really hard season. Is he going to pick up in the same form? And I just think there's a massive angle with the Philip Hobbs yard. They've started this autumn much better than they were operating at the same time last season. Time Hill's the best horse, second in the in a stronger stayers' hurdle than the one that um, Dasha Drasher was third in. Chasing didn't really, he couldn't really jump fences, but he still won a quarto star by miles. And I just don't think the stable were in, in top nick when he didn't fire in his last start. They've got him back fresh. This is the time to back him. I'm 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 very much with Time Hill. I think he's the best horse, and um, if he's ever going to prove it again, it's first time out with the stable going well.
0: Okay, a strong view from Dan. Then very strong aboard Time Hill. Daryl, do you, do you feel the same?
1: Yeah, I completely agree. Completely agree. Nice. The okay. uh, the run at Sandown, that the last day we saw him, um, when they reverted back to hurdles, that was yeah. just a joke of a race. It a joke, right? They oh, yeah. dawdled round. They just dawdled round, and it was the two-speed horses, Nappers Hill and Goshen, who had form over two miles that got to the got to the front of um, uh, the line, and he was staying on really well at the finish. I thought they were entitled to go chasing with him and try it out. It didn't work. But there's not a race, I look, where Dashel Drash has finished second in last year. Uh, that I don't think Time Hill would have finished ahead of him in. Um, so I think he's the one to beat. He's the class act in the race. He's still, he's not had that many runs. Like I think he's had 19 races any time, Hill. So yeah, the, the optimal conditions really for him. And uh, I think he'll be well suited by this track. I think he can just sit there and pounce three hurdles in the home straight. I think it will suit him really well. Loads to like about him for me.
3: Okay, just further like- on the train, trainer thing, the comparison, Hobbsy's and Johnson White have had 17 runners in October, six of one and only five have finished outside the frame, whereas I, I, I'll let Tony speak first. I'll just compare it directly to what the same case was in October last year. So far away, right. Tony.
2: I'll yeah. just do a bit more digging. Hobbs must be on holiday because he's about the last trainer I'd send a horse to. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, I just... um, he must be skiing or something. Um, no, I thought I'd be siding with Dashiell Drasher here with one... What was one big thing that's put put me off? Now I think he's going to get the run of the race from the front. Um, He'll absolutely love the ground. Uh, I think he's the best horse in the race um, on his performances last year, better than Time Hill.
3: What? what?
2: And, he won, really... and he, he's he won and he first time out last year, but that could hide the fact is that all his career and that entry that entry run, I'm not so sure about. All his career, he's come on appreciably for his first run of the season. So, I think that first time out win last year may mask the fact that he's going to need it. Um, and they might have kind of like bigger plans down the line. So, I personally would side over Dashiell Drasher, but I'm very wary. of The fact is, he might come on appreciably for the run. So All I'm right, not, I'm not big play.
0: big split opinions then. Um,
3: October last year, Hogsie yeah. up. Had- Hobbs he had two winners in the entire October. He's had, he's had six from seventeen already. It's just a different yard for whatever reason.
1: Dan, please don't build our case on trainer form.
3: <laughs> uh, well, I, I think it's significant when you talk about a horse that's reappeared. If other horses are showing real well-being and they're clearly ready to go,
2: I do think it's a really significant thing. It could just be the split license, different. Give him a big jib, yeah. couldn't it? Yeah.
0: On we go then. Uh, on to the big one, the Charlie Hall Chase. Over the three miles, and we've only got the four runners in here, which is, of course, disappointing. I'm sure will be a theme of the national end season, but we do have Brave Man's Game back to do what he did 12 months ago. He's four to six at the top of the market for the Cobden Nichols team. Ahoy Senor in there again as well, 100 to 30 for Lucinda Russell. Gentleman's Game, the Mouse Morris over at five to one, and Midnight River, the Skeleton's favorite horse, is your outsider at 11 to one. That is your full field, everything in here except Gentlemen. Ravenman's game is making their seasonal reappearance uh, on everything we know of Brave Man's game, Daryl, and we saw him down at Nichols's. We mm. spoke to Paul about him. Uh, this is his for the taking, except with the ground question mark.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Look, I think the market's got this bang on. Like I, 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 this right. is, I know we've only got four, four runners here, but it's good to see these cyber horses back on the track now. And the season can get really get rolling. I wouldn't I wouldn't I hope he wins. I wouldn't back him. I don't I don't want to back him because one the price but two I, he went to the well. Like he dug really deep in that Gold Cup. He walked over the line at Cheltenham. Yeah. And then he's came out at Punchestown after and he's he's dug pretty deep again and just that sort of those sort of races, when you really, you know, go to the well like the Gold Cup, it can just leave a good mark on them, and they don't always come back as good as they were the season before. So, for a horse reappearing after putting in a Gold Cup shift like he did, I always like to watch him first time back just to see, you know, yeah. if that if that's been knocked out of him or not. I think the market's got it right. Couldn't find no angle for a bet, but uh, can't wait to watch it.
0: Yeah, and that that exactly what Daryl's spoken about there in terms of horses coming back from seasons like Brave Man's Game had last year. That was actually something that we spoke about in another piece of Betfair content, which was that Rachel Ruby discussion, where Ruby really sort of fleshed out um, the sort of, Meaning, you know, when horses flop and why they flop and how they can have bad season after a good season, but they can come back. It was a very interesting discussion. So that's another plug for more betfair content can be found on YouTube. Dan Barber, Daryl says that the market's got it right, but he's got no bet in this. Do you have a bet in
3: this? I think there's too much between him and a high senor under these conditions. Right. You go go back to that Gold Cup, and a high senor is still in front when he falls. It's you've got to take a bit on trust. Lucinda was saying on Lucky's podcast that um she's they've read they reckon they've found a key to his jump, and it remains to be seen because he's Ooh. he's got his own style, hasn't he? But if he's if he's going to flourish this horse, it's with Lucinda having basically everything fit to go first time out as she has lately, and small field, bottomless ground, able to get into a rhythm, brave man's game, maybe having other options than grade twos, including the likes of Betfair Chases and King George's, whatever, almost certainly King George's, uh, to that end. I definitely think he should be a short than gentleman's game and Midnight River, who just aren't in the same league as him. So I was thinking if I was framing this market, I'd be I'd be looking at more like nine to four, two to one, a Hoy Senor. Um, under these conditions, and you just hope he puts in a clear round.
0: Okay, but I even... mean the, the
3: run at Ainshaw was a smasher. I actually think Shishkin was back to his very best that day. And Shishkin for me is a is the biggest danger in the Gold Cup to to Galapan de wow, I don't
0: think okay. there was any
3: disgrace in not being able to see him off who's been he looked to me like he'd been transformed by trying
1: a staying trip for the first time. Do you time. worry about that freshness in him? First of all. Yeah, off.
3: always. But I think I mean it was a it was a pretty underwhelming run last season, but he's in very good hands and he's he's at his best when he's just able to bully op- the opposition. And there's a chance he gets to do that.
0: Okay, What about you, TC Smallfield? Do you have a bet for listeners and viewers out there or is it a no-bet race for you?
2: No-bet race. I wouldn't lay Brave Man's... We're doing this at 3.15 on Thursday. I'd want to know the ground before I consider having a bet in this, but I wouldn't lay Brave Man's game at 1.75, even though he may hate the ground. Even though there's four runners, I mean, if they do get a lot more rain, which they are due on Saturday, and they're due a bit more... The, on the end, back end of Thursday, it wouldn't be a massive surprise if if one of these, one or two of these, get pulled out. Even though there's five grand for finishing fourth. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't have a bet. No,
0: if no bet, we'll move on because actually time is ticking away here. Uh, the 330, two miles, three and a half furlongs is. Also on ITV is the Handicap Hurdle. And Alvani here is in here at 100 to 30 for Willie Mullins and Brian Hayes. Uh, Win to the Lightning at five to one. Decorated at sixes. Those are your top three in the market. But as with all things TC, Willie Mullins, obviously the market focuses in on a horse that he's sending to Weatherby. But of course, this horse did disappoint at Newton Abbott. Is he the right favourite in here?
2: Uh, they're just defensive, aren't they? About Mullins, Paul Horse, etc. Yeah. So they're never gonna get too jiggy with it, are they? Um decorated very, very progressive at the end of last year. Good go from the front. What have I got pace-wise? I've got three in there, Rafferty's return, Alvany, and that one. Um I'm I've had a bet. I've backed uh, half a piece at 10 to 1. Um, now, he could he's a 10-year-old Like Paddy the Pie He could have gone at the game Because he had a w- pretty woeful 22-23 But as a result of that He's come down to 121 Won this race two years ago Of 127 He was up to 136 After beating Ballyandy In the soft over course and distance um, Last uh, Two seasons ago uh, Like I said, he, he could have gone at the game But a mark of 121 If he's anything like back to his best After a blowout year He's got to go well here. He loves the track. Uh, never finished out the first four and six starts. He's had two wins. Um, it's just a matter of wherever he's gone. But uh, ten to one off that mark, I'm paying to find out half a piece.
0: All right then, uh, Daryl. What about you? Are you have you got something in here at a bigger price too?
1: Not a bigger price. I was I was torn a little bit between half a piece and Albert's back. Half a piece is twelve pounds better off with Albert's back for a three lengths defeat here last year. But Albert's back, it's just this is just his conditions. Deep ground, Wetherby, two and a half miles, first time out. He's got a great record when you put all those combination of things together and uh, he's become pretty reliable. So if half a piece is gone, that £12 pounds might not matter. And uh, Albert's back, hopefully, will just run his race. I think he's a good each-way bet at 7-1.
0: Oh, OK. Good each-way bet, 7-1 to for Albert's back. And Dan Barber, I bet you're going to throw another name in, aren't you, into a race like this?
3: I will, but I've got two. I... Um, mm-hmm. Albert's back is one of them. I just think he's more right. likely to be suited by conditions than half a piece as well. I don't really like the idea of strong traveling half a piece on bottomless ground. Albert's back, conversely, is not a problem. Has won first time out weather before. Before went close, I think last year went fresh. And James Bowen, the booking of him does imply that they've got him spot on, um, almost cup final territory for him. But the other one, I mean, old pal Tiger Jet cobbed and booked twelve to one excuses for defeats in his last couple of starts. Run at silly run an occasionally silly cartmel. If he gets back to the form when I was sweeting him at Haydock that day, he's a match for any of these, and he's 12 to 1. So I'm backing those two against the field fee.
0: All right. On we go then, and we're going over to Ascot. Of course, Weatherby with the prefects there of the rain and what TC said. I fear that we might have just spoken about racing that may well be off, but we will move down to Ascot. Hope that this card definitely survives. What's the storm called? Kieran. Oh, storm Kieran. it's just week after week over there. Um, one We're up to see after...
3: already. It'll be, it'll be storm Zebedee before we know it.
0: Nicely done. <laughs> Zebedee. Lovely. Um... Dan, we will start with you at Ascot in the 130 two miles, three furlongs, it's the handicap chase. Are you wise to that is seven to two in the market currently. Passing well is fours in there for the Jamie Snowden yard, Johnny Burke back in the saddle. Uh, those are your top two there. And of course, this is the race that cruise control is also in. Um, Dan, yeah, I will start with you, please, Dan, here.
3: Yeah, there's just a waller in this race. There's a waller. First, oh. waller, first waller for a while, Big Rick. Um, oh. twin jets <laughs> laughable this has been put in the rag of the field I mean it went off odds on four times last season it went off 15 to 2 for an EBF final shaped really well in the silver trophy for a long way was still right in it at the second last um, almost certainly needed the run I did the report time from that day and the first thing I said was it'd be really interesting if they ran him in a novice handicap chase next time Shows how respected my view is because the compilers have gone up first and put him as the least likely winner in the entire race.
0: <laughs> one. He, he's to a winning adjust.
3: pointer with really good bumper form <laughs> going back. Cheltenham winner in bumpers. He's off 129. He's definitely shaped better than that. And he's just all over a chaser. Really enthusiastic, free going horse. Only a six year old going chasing at the right time. Point-to-point experience and a, very, a much more encouraging re- comeback than ninth might suggest. Um, I do think John Joe should be favourite. He did well at Warwick to say he made a bad mistake and then got crossed at the last. But Skelton's has been beaten since in similar circumstances. The runner-up, not now, Linda. Um, I might save on him because I think he's got really solid claims. But, yeah, twin jets. I mean, uh, it makes me laugh that, that they put him in I mean, Jipcott, he put him in three times the price of Jipcott nearly. They put him in a bigger price in time for a tune. It was tailed off last on his stable debut.
0: Twin Jets, the Rick at 18 to 1. Big was Rick, he?
3: Waller.
0: Waller, big Rick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, was, it was 20 to 1 as well. Just nibbled that a little bit at 18s. Um, so we love that. Great work, Dan. Thank you for that. Um, the Waller in there. TC, over to you next for this one
2: uh i think it's very very competitive race this um can make it easy to make a case for all nine including daniels i agree that's overpriced but um gary moore always targets this race and mm-hmm. this meeting in fact he's got hamino um and you know he's what well, he's won it with um
3: benatar, benatar
2: nasa he even I'm got eddie Sh- beating off 120 in this in 2020 Mm. Uh, so he, he runs some really well handicapped horses, and that that was twenties on Tuesday. It's now fives, but the the reason for being is the first four in the first four in the weights all came out at the overnight stage. Um, the weights went up thirteen pounds, and that brought Jipcot in well into the equation because that was fourteen pound out of weights at the five day stage. is now only one pound wrong, and you could definitely see the case for Jipcot. I wouldn't be so dismissive as as him uh, as Dan. It's nines in the place. Big sevens with the sports book. And yeah, I, I can see that off a mark of effective mark of 119. But then again, Psycho's running off 127. Um, debut for Harry Durham. Um, I can, you know, whether I can make a case for all of them, I just don't have a bet. Well,
3: uh, with the allowance, and he's like a forward French horse, he's effectively running off about 108. So, yeah, I would yeah, just... Yeah, I mean, it's
2: getting, like it, you said, he's he's a four-year-old getting nine pounds from his older horse as well. So I think Jipcott's got quite a lot going. If I had to have a bet in the race, I'd probably go Jipcott if I could get older than nines.
3: And we Are had member Malinello with one of our angles last year, being how good Paul in his rechasing debutants. Yeah. He had one that should have won at Huntington the other day, but it did too much in front. Like I
2: said, any uh, cut to the chase, no bet, but Jipcot, a uh, nominal selection.
0: All right, I'll take that. T.C. So what about mm-hmm. you, Daryl? Do you have a bet in this race? The boys have explained how competitive it is and why, but do you have a bet?
1: Thought favourite would be, hard to be. Um... Are you wise to that but John Joe O'Neill I thought he did really well at Warwick to win from off a very very slow pace it's quite difficult in any chase race to come from off the pace at Warwick but let let alone in a novice chase um the time was not good to to be honest it it was slower than Ben Buey the the exposed nine-year-old who won over two miles on the card but they do say good horses can run slow times but bad horses can't run fast times so you could pick him out a mile off in that, in that contest. He travelled well, jumped well, made a bad mistake at the fifth last, almost unseated his rider, managed to recover, pick up and still come and win, hit the line very hard. There's got to be more to come from him. So he's only up eight pounds. He's probably valued for more than that there. So I'd give him another go here.
0: All right. On we go then. Uh, we'll move on to the, the chase, handy big handicap chase, 205, of the two miles and just the one furlong and boot hill is your 72 favorite here uh he's done it here at ascot before we know what he can do but he's also let punters down a couple of times before red rookie in there at four to one as well as bigger prices against likes of Funambul savola at eight to one will surely appreciate the ground conditions he's a slightly bigger price um Ah, oh, who shall I start with here? TC, I'll come to you first. You look keen, chomping at the bit. Where are we at with Boot Hill? Yes.
2: Ascot, two or five. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, got
0: 205.
2: Yeah, um, Dan will be putting three up in here. We've got three wind ups. Um, yeah, love <laughs> the
0: wind up. Daniel, uh,
2: plenty of um, You've got five potential four goals in here. Um, I like Saints to in the week. Uh, I probably still like him best now, but sixes is no given, especially if the ground deteriorates further. Um, Timeform called it heavy when he was a bit disappointing uh, behind Red Rookie at uh, Warwick in in March. So I think Saints of Gale is a five-year-old with with plenty of handicap upside, but I'm not sure conditions are going to be ideal and I'm not massively sold on the price. So uh, again, I'm sitting this one out. No no bets equals no tips
0: no bets, no tips. Gamble responsibly. That's what we like on this show. Daryl, over to you. Yeah, this. I'll be having a bet. I mean, you're having a bet. Yeah, I only picked that questions, TC, about Boo Hill because I just feel like he's always he... favourite. Yeah, and <laughs> like what? What? I just don't know what we expect of him sometimes.
1: Yeah, I'm very much the same. I don't know whether he's coming or going. Really, uh, I don't yeah. know. Whether he's well, <laughs> very well handicapped, or he just is what he is. Uh, so he's. Yeah. It's hard to get a handle on him. I thought the best handicapped horse in the race was, was Freya Dams for Dan Skelton, but he wasn't finishing out his races the last couple of times last season. So I'm going to have to let him run. Kieran Geffen has been bought in for the ride. Um, I was with Finau Brasivola, the class act in the race. I love this horse. Put a line through the run at Sandown last time at the back end of the season in Celebration Chase. He's been to Sandown three times, the Novice Chase, the Tingle Creek and the Celebration Chase. He's been beaten out of sight on all three occasions um, he fell in the in the champion chase at Cheltenham, but before that he, he dotted up at Newbury in the um, in a game spirit. I think he's a, I think he's a graded horse in a handicap off one hundred and fifty six. You go back to his last handicap r- run. He bolted up at Doncaster. Before that, they ran him over two and a half miles at Cheltenham when he just coasted through the race off one hundred and fifty two, and off no of one hundred and fifty five. Just didn't get home over two and a half miles. So this is ground. This is track. He's got a good record first time out. I think he's the class act in a race. I think, genuinely think he's just faster than a lot of these other horses in this contest. So I think he can, uh, I think his class can come through off 146.
0: All right. Hoping that the class will out. What about you, Dan? Are you with or against the foul pair boot? Head? Well, I'm
3: I'm hoping fast will out as well, but I'm going for the, oh. the horse with carrying even more weight. First flow. He's not quite nearly old enough to smoke, but he's more than twice the age of San Segal. I mean, it's funny that, isn't it? It's like me running against a 78-year-old or an 80-year-old.
0: Um, You'd still get beat, anyway. I way. would, yeah.
3: <laughs> Broken down at halfway again. Um, yeah. But I just... Yeah, yeah. i will just trip him, absolutely. Do remember that, that bloke was getting... Uh, that thing that went viral, It was that bloke about 105 competing in that 100 metres, and people wow saying, wow, what a, what a triumph for... Uh, Determination. The blow got lapped. You might as well have not even <laughs> might as well not even left the start. Um
0: but it's anyway. Upgrade.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um first flow, farm figure eating two, three, oh. one, one, three. at Ascot when completing over fences. Um, as I say, a belief that the stables horses are fit at the minute, and his Ascot record is mustered. He the ground cannot be soft enough for him. I mean, he'd like to run at Weatherby if he could because he just loves the mud and mm-hmm. the mud helps bring his stamina into play around two miles as well, which is another plus for me. So yeah, I'm going for the class angle, but um, slightly different type, isn't it? If builds a speedy horse, first flow is more of a, of a plugger at the trip, but that might be what you need.
0: All right, first flow currently 10 to one. Um, what about you, TC, in here? Anything to add?
2: We've already said something or not
0: oh sorry 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 oh sorry i've got james it's Mackey. it wasn't minutes. it wasn't
2: um <laughs> it wasn't anything
0: it was a no bad, it was a no bet no race you've just done so many it's very unlike you to do so many <laughs> no bet races i think that's no, it's, what's alarming.
2: it's definitely also, especially, especially, a few, especially on ground as we don't know how bad it's going to be i mean it could be better than we think but i'm
0: working on also, races that are heavy at both
3: no. I'm expecting the ground to share the same name as number nine in the next race that we are doing For what it's worth, What's we're that?
0: also getting the chivy well, New, I, I, producer, today. new well, producer today is telling us to get a wiggle on. Right, um, three fifteen, guys. We're skipping a race, aren't we? Because it's not shown on ITV, so no two forty. Very
2: quickly, two things. Surely it's a wiggle on, not a wiggle on. Yeah, I'd have said the same. I didn't uh, want to say and. <laughs> Unlikely it's a what? Wiggle,
0: wiggle, It's a wiggle. It's a wiggle <laughs> on. This is not
2: wiggle. Uh, but the only th- if they do decide to show the two forty, have a look at Jungle Buy. Is it Jungle Buy? I should know. I've just put the phone down to Nico. It's really interesting that Nico is staying at Ascot for one ride in an novice hurdle rather than going up to ride Lucia at Weatherby. So make of that what you will. And Enderson won that race with a certain altitude in two thousand and fifteen. But anyway the next race there's definitely
0: an ITV yeah the next race is the 3.15 over the two miles the handicap hurdle and TC, you can take the way here with our champ going for a third successive win has had such a good start to his campaign for the Chris Gordon yard 100 to 30 taking on Rare Middleton who Dan will tip up because he's here off the back of the wind operation <laughs> Where's come from? yeah I don't know I'm just rolling with it. I'm, just, I'm just rolling with it I'm going to keep going um, renowned for his
2: um, bad wind or something
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, look! You, you point towards
2: the winner. This is, um, this is I'm taking a chance on bad finally coming good. Uh, oh
0: Jesus! I can't. Do you mean, Jesus? I'm going to
2: be doing the same. I'm going to be doing the same. Um. Right. Very. quickly ah. Dan's got a train to catch. Um. Obviously, he was one of the buzz, buzz horses of the Boodles. Went off at fives sort off a 126. Went to Ascot afterwards, and I thought he ran quite well there. Um, he just got outpaced a bit on good and soft, but finished off his race quite well. Dropped another two pounds, much deeper grounds. Um, I know French heavy grounds descriptions are normally just, uh, just a pile of, I won't say that word beginning with W, a pile of shit. Uh, but Timeform actually agreed it was heavy ground when he won on his final start in France. Down to a mark of 122. I can see this test really suited him. Uh, I, I like the fact he's running off 10-8. Uh, in this kind of ground, because apparently he is a tiny, tiny whippet of a horse, um, apparently according to Nico, who rode him before Cheltenham. And, uh, yeah, I just think off that kind of mark, all the, you know, the French acclimatisation uh, acclimatization shit and all that. Yeah, 122, bad, 12 to 1, what's not to like?
0: The big talking horse, and of course you've done your whole spiel... And you've not even mentioned to his own buy, which I thought was a, a home goal for you two, Oh so. God,
2: yeah, who,
0: Mr. David Howden, the boss man <laughs> himself? Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Dying on him, um, I'm
0: Dan, jealous.
2: I'm jealous. Um, yeah, uh, I thought uh, there was no doubt was a good uh, was a was a, a good alternative as well. Quite solid, heavy ground, but I wanted much bigger than 14s, given his profile and some of the potential lurkers in here. But yeah. Dan,
0: do you want to add anything else in for Bad's case, or are you just latching on to what TC said? No,
3: just as a respecter of markets, you don't go five to one for a, a Boodles if they don't think you're a fair bit better than one, two, two. Now, Where? that juvenile form often doesn't translate into open company. They can find it harder, but I've got to chance him at that price. Think conditions could suit him. The other lurker for me is Belli. He could be very well handicapped off one three one based on the absolute route that he produced. At Carlisle, he um, had a but... wind
2: up? yeah, no, we well, yeah. no, had tongue toy first.
3: That's
2: half, uh, half a wind up, yes.
3: Yeah, so that, that would be my <laughs> view as well. That bad will come good at some point. You hope he he just need, I mean, he went through the Fred Winter really well, didn't he? he just was too keen and ended up weakening, which is understandable,
0: yeah. Um, Daryl, do you have anyone else to throw into the mix? Outer belly. That- Oh, Altabelle. as
1: well. Yeah, out of belly for me. Uh, I just was surprised that they give him an opening mark of 131. I thought that mm. was very low on what he did at Carlisle. Um, he, he didn't give his true running, uh, chucked into grade one company last time, where he only went off 12 to one, and that was a fairly deep enough race at Aintree. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm expecting a, a big improved performance here. love the ground. Um, and I like prominent racers at this track over hurdles, and he likes to sit right close to the pace. Nickelbock Gloria probably take them along at a good clip like he did at Aintree. And hopefully he's in the right place at the right time, and he's well handicapped enough off this opening mark of one thirty-one. Oh,
3: I'm buzzing for this All weekend. Right.
1: So good,
0: <laughs> so good. I hope the rain doesn't stop play for everyone. Uh, Daryl, I will, I will stick with you for the three forty-five. Then at Ascot, the Sedexo Live. I'm going to say because it's got an exclamation mark. Live Gold Cup <laughs> handicap chase. <laughs> um, it might be over... live.
3: It might be live. Uh, well... like they've, they've had a stay of execution or something.
0: <laughs> live. <laughs> um, Mombeg Genius 3 to 1, Beauport in there at fives, Eldorado Allen still going at 7 to 1, Mucho Mass 17 to 2, and then Old Faber 2 for gold, who is probably David Bass's reason for going to Ascot at 10 to 1. In there, Daryl, you can start with this, please.
1: Yes, I very much respect Mombeg Genius at the top of the market, but 3 to 1. On that Ultima form last year, he's very well found. So, I, you know, I can't really tell. He's the probably got the Hennessy as his main target, don't you think? I would have thought so. Yeah, I would have thought so. But then I was looking at this. This is 56 grand, isn't it? Yeah, me? yeah, fair. Fair whack. But um, yeah, he's he's very much respected at 3 to 1. But again, I'm not, I ain't got no angle on the market there. I thought Eldorado Allen would be. Would be what like the one for me. Freddie Jingle taking off seven. Effectively puts him on a mark of 148. Is that right? Or No. Seven. 147. Um right. when he was uh running second to brave man's game in the Charlie Hall last year, Mombeg Genius was getting beat by Dr. Ken Aintree on Chase Debut, <laughs> uh, which is quite a quite an interesting thing. But this horse's record first time out. I back this horse every year, first time out. Um he won't mind the ground. I think he's I think he's slow as an old boat, really, Eldorado Allen. He just gallops and gallops, gallops. He'll get three miles, no problem at all, as he did last year. But his record first time out is just tremendous. It's the time to catch him. He won a Howland Gold Cup first time out. Second to Shishkin a couple of years ago at Doncaster and Light Novice Chase. He's a very, very good horse first time out. And uh, I don't think he really replicates it throughout the rest of the season. So I'm hoping this has been a target for Joe Tizard and he's uh, a class acts in the field. Surely he's got to, he's got to go close off for a reduced handicap mark here.
0: All right, case made. Dan, we'll come to you next because we don't know what we're going to get from TC as he mm. has momentarily frozen on We've our just screen. Been... So... Oh, he's back! Oh, he's oh, back! i oh. never been so relieved to see TC's face. Oh. That, I How did he come Michael. back? He
2: was completely naked or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, was gonna, I, was, I was just on the phone to David Howden. I was going to come back uh-huh. with a massive rug on. <laughs> Give
0: over, TC. Um, go on, who... who TC, go on. You can go as soon as you're back and Uh
2: I brought up Zaguli at twenties early in the week. Um but not for your because, Basically, because of the ground, um, good record in the race from the train and stuff. I've gone off him a little bit because I thought it would cut up a lot more, and it still okay. might. Now I reckon, I reckon it's not out of the realms of possibility that either Monbeg Genius and or Beauport will get entered for Carlisle. On Sunday and mm. possibly go there. They might see might, might on Saturday or Friday night, they might see what the ground conditions are at Carlisle. It's heavy there as well, actually. Or or Ascot and decide, do we want to go for a, a seven-runner race at Carlisle, but Beauport won last year, or go for this kind of race here? And in fact, The main decider might be if the real whacker doesn't go to Carlisle, that race is very, very winnable for 17 grand, and you'll get an easier race than you will at Ascot. So just bear in mind that if there's a double entry at 10 a.m. on Friday morning, uh, the two market leaders being entered at Carlisle. So now Zagouli have gone up him a little bit. Uh, If I'm going to have a bet at the current prices, it would probably be Larry, won this race two years ago, same stable as Zagouli. One first time at Ascot off just a £3 lower mark, first time out last season. And as I've said before, Gary Moore does target this meeting. He's, he's, he's also got an interesting one in the Novice Susurden as well. So, yeah, uh, at the current prices, Larry, anti post, I back to Zaguli.
0: OK, last word to you, Dan Barber, on this last race. ITV will be showing from the UK on Saturday.
3: Yeah, hands across the UK, down south to where Daryl is. Uh, The the TV show of the same name might have lasted five minutes, but El Dorado Allen has been around for donkeys now, keeps keeps performing. Daryl's mentioned the record fresh. The day I backed him at Aintree and put him up, Thinking the class in a handicap would tell. He's four pound lower than that, and then you can add in the claim as well. He basically went through the entry race really well, jumped superbly, and probably wasn't quite what he was. But he's he's often every bit as good, if not better, in the early part of the season. So I'm the same as Daryl
1: here.
0: All right, and then it's just naps, is it? It's just mm. naps, 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 please, Daryl. I will come to you first for your nap.
1: Well, I was very tempted to steal Dan's time here, but I'll go. Continue, Take it, mate. On. I'll go Katera at uh, at Weatherby.
0: Yeah, that's fair. You were very keen. You were very keen on Katera in fairness. Uh, And Dan, yeah, we have Time Hills. We do, but
3: I will say to Professor, because there's a, I won't say probably 60 40 it's off even listening to what's being said. Um, I will put up, I've got to stick with uh, Twin Jets, haven't I, given what I've said? I mean, it's not, I think it's got an outstanding chance. I just think that price of 18s is wrong.
0: The Rick Waller. Uh, TC, your nap, please. Can we have one from Ascot? Just so at least it runs. Uh, look, look, they're
2: probably well, they're, they're probably massive odds on to be on. But like I said, we won't. It's really been know. raining in Leeds all day, and it's still raining now. We, we wow. won't. We won't know until. We won't know until kind of like the end of end of tonight, Friday morning. You know what the real situation is because you know like I said it's. Uh, yeah. I don't think weather be can take much more. Um, bad 315, 12 to one.
0: Beautiful, lovely. All the horses. I was obviously
2: obviously expecting around about sixes when the the betting came up because the sports book didn't price it up anti post. Okay. So I was expecting, I was was expecting there were sixes.
0: All right. Well, look, boys, thank you very much. As always, good luck this weekend to you. Howdy. (laughs) punters and everyone going forward.
2: Getting the US Uh, mood for you, David. Howdy, Howden.
0: Wow God Well done Dan Come on um, come on,
2: Vanessa Wrap the programme up Get a wiggle on Come on get a wiggle <laughs> on
0: Get a wiggle yeah, on I can't believe it's not wiggle That's a shocker But I'm going to come back to you On the WhatsApp group Because I think I'm actually right here On that note It is goodbye from me Gamble responsibly everyone Have a good weekend And join us again on Monday For Wade In Where we are going to have loads To talk about From not only the Breeders' Cup But of course the weekend Over in the UK as well Survive the storm Goodbye and good luck